There once was a woman who was married to a very greedy husband, and this husband wanted to keep all the money for himself. He never shared anything with anybody, even with his wife. And towards the end of his life, the husband made his wife promise that she would bury him with his money. She needed to bury him with his money. He was very strict about this. And the wife agreed, and even the husband told the wise friends, make sure that you bury her with my money, or bury me with my money. So finally, this greedy husband passed away, and on the day of the funeral, just before they were about to close the coffin, the wife ran up and said, wait. And so she ran to the coffin with a pretty sizable box, and she put the box inside the coffin and then gave the order for the coffin to be closed. After the funeral, a friend of this wife went up to her and said, listen, you didn't actually do what that greedy husband of yours made you promise. You didn't actually bury him with his money, did you? And she said, of course I did. You know, I'm an honest wife. Of course I kept my promise. So after my husband passed away, I sold all he had and I deposited the money in my account. I took the money from his other accounts and put it in my account. And then I wrote him a check for all that was owed to him. And I put this check in the box. <laughs> so for all of us, or kind of greed can become a problem at times. And Jesus in the gospel today warns us strongly about the dangers of greed. And this teaching about greed comes to pass because Jesus is kind of interrupted. So Jesus in the gospel seems to be going about his business. He's walking along and then this man calls out to him and demands that Jesus make sure that this man's brother share his inheritance properly with him. So Jesus in response to this man's demand tells this very interesting parable that we'll be talking about now. This parable about a rich man who has an abundance of crops. And the rich man wants to know what to do with these crops, so he decides to hoard the crops, and he builds bigger barns in order to place his crops, and then he feels comfortable, and he says to himself, soul, relax, you have enough, eat, drink, and be merry. But then we're told that very night God says, you fool, the man dies, and all the crops that he had stored are shared with other people. He doesn't even get to enjoy all these things that he stored up for himself. The moral of the parable is very clear. Jesus warns us against all kinds of greed. So in antiquity, or in, in Greek, the original Greek version of this gospel, the word for greed is pleozenia. And Plutarch, who was a philosopher who lived just after Jesus' time, describes greed or pleozenia in this way, that greed is a desire for more and more, and in greed, you're never satisfied. And greed sometimes was likened to someone who is very thirsty. You're very, very thirsty, but you drink salt water. And all that does is make you more and more thirsty. Greed is like that. It's a desire, kind of a rapid desire for more and more. It never satisfies. It just leads us to want more. Of course, in our lives, we need to be prudent. We need to provide for ourselves and our families. We need to be prudent, but greed is an entirely different thing, this desire for more and more, like that man in the parable. And we can, as Jesus say, have all kinds of greed, not just greed for money and possessions, but also maybe greed for our time, that we don't wanna share our time with other people, or we don't wanna share our talents with others to serve others or our community in ways we know that we could. 
So Jesus in the gospel warns today very strongly about the dangers of greed. The first step, it seems, in overcoming greed is realizing that greed can never satisfy us. Greed can never give us the security or the peace for which we seek. So what's quite interesting in this parable, I think, is that Jesus highlights what is a root cause for greed, what might be at the root of this rich man's greed. And we see this in a very important statement towards the end of the parable. Once this man has all this kind of grain stored up, he says, okay, self, now you can be at peace. Now you can rest, now you can be secure. So the man's greed, his desire to hoard more and more, was rooted in a sense of insecurity, that life is fragile, life is full of uncertainties, crops can fail. Maybe the man was afraid that he would run out of food. Jesus does not criticize that the man feels this way. After all, we all feel this way. Life for all of us can feel uncertain, maybe even unfair at times. We're faced with all kinds of uncertainties, insecurities, fragilities. This message comes across very strongly in the first reading, which was taken from Ecclesiastes, or sometimes called Koheleth. And this is one of kind of the strangest books in the Bible to read. This book can come across as very, very pessimistic. But I like this book because it's quite realistic. Koheleth, one of the messages of it is the, in, the fragility of life, that we're all faced by different insecurities, that life sometimes just doesn't make sense. And Jesus indicates that this is the root cause for greed for this man, this rich man. He felt insecure, so his solution was to hoard more and more. And Jesus doesn't criticize that he felt this way, but he criticizes the solution. Ultimately, Jesus shows that the hoarding didn't help him. He still died at an unexpected time, and all that he had saved from himself ultimately was given to other people. Greed can never provide us with that security. Going back to that story in the beginning, you can't cash a check when you're dead. Greed, then, is not the solution. In the Gospel today, Jesus shows us the solution that will bring us peace is not greed, but is generosity. Generosity is the answer. At the very end of the Gospel, Jesus tells us not to store up riches for ourselves but to be rich before God. What does it mean to be rich before God? This can probably mean many different things, but in the context of today's gospel, being rich before God seems to mean not gathering things for ourselves, but rather giving of ourselves, being generous. So we see in the gospel the underlying message that we are not in control of our lives. This is the bad news. The good news, however, is that God is in control of our lives, that God loves and God cares for us here and now and forever. We, each of us, have received our lives as a total gift from God. All we have received is a gift from God. God is completely generous with us. So if we want to become rich before God, we must behave like God is, to be generous as God is generous. So rather than being greedy with what we have, our time, our talents, and our treasures, we are called then to be generous, to give to others of our time, our talents, and our treasures. And this, rather than greed, leads to peace and security. And it's something of a paradox, but I think we all experience this in our lives. When we're generous, it leads us to feel joy, 
peace and security. It's a famous document from the Second Vatican Council called Gaudium et Spes, and it basically says the same thing. Gaudium et Spes tells us that we human beings only really find ourselves, our fulfillment, when we make of ourselves a gift to other people. Generosity and not greed is the answer. Pope Francis is fond of saying a kind of a little slogan or saying that echoes the message of the gospel. Pope Francis often says, there are no pockets in a burial shroud. There's no pockets in a burial shroud. We all suffer from different insecurities, fragilities in life, but Jesus shows us that greed isn't the answer, generosity is. So today's gospel then challenges us to perhaps consider a couple questions. The first, when I consider my time, my talents, and my treasures, how maybe am I being greedy like that, or how are we being greedy like that rich man in the gospel? And on the other hand, when I consider my time, talents, and treasures, how can I be more generous with them? How is maybe God asking me to be generous with these, with my family members, my parish community, or my broader community? And as we consider these questions, let's remember kind of one last saying. It's one I really like uh, from a movie I think we all know. It's A Wonderful Life. And the saying is this. The only things that we can bring with us are those that we have given away.